Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonato. The Black Knight Nation podcast is, is uh, brought to you by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is your trusted leader leader in organiza- organizational excellence. Uh, tr- Higher Echelon is run by Joe Ross. Joe Ross, former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, and also served in the Army. We thank Higher Echelon for sponsoring this podcast. Co-host Steve Anderson here tonight. And Steve, we got a big guest tonight. We have a uh, 2018 Army football captain Bryce Holland here. Bryce, thanks for taking the time. No, pleasure's mine. Yeah, we, um, you know, luckily I got to link up with Bryce back in uh, 2000, might have been 18, but more like 19, I think it was, um, when he kind of reached out, said he was trying to come to Campbell. So, um, and that's where he ended up uh, doing his time. So, uh, Bryce, awesome having you on, man. Good seeing you again. Um, and, And look forward to the show today. Yeah, of course, me too. Yeah, um, I guess Bryce, your your uh, journey to West Point uh, might be a little bit different than others to a point because when you made your decision, uh, Rich Ellerson was the coach, right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, I had a buddy, uh, Patrick Joseph, who uh, he was a year ahead of me in high school, and he committed to uh, Coach Ellerson. Um, I want to say it was my junior year. Um, actually, no, it was his junior year, my sophomore year, he committed to army. And that's kind of really when I started looking into the program and finding out more about it. Um, and he had like a lot of influence on me making that decision. And so, you know, when I got, got the offer and started getting recruited and everything like that, um, I knew that I wanted to take a visit up there and go check it out. And, uh, I took that visit and I just, I was pretty blown away. Um, so it it was a pretty, pretty easy, quick choice for me. And then obviously when, uh, when coach Ellerson, um, and his staff were fired, that was my senior year. Um, that kind of left me in like a decision point on, you know, who's coming in, you know, what's the future of the program. Um, I always had the goal of when I was going there that we would flip the program around, um, and then when Coach Munkin came in and I started getting recruited by Coach Saturnio, um, I kind of had that that same feeling that those guys were bought into that, um, especially with them coming from Georgia Southern, um, who had a great, great program, one double A at the time and then transitioned to uh, single A um, a little bit later. Uh, I want to say that was my junior year or sophomore year at West Point. But uh, obviously those guys were just fired up and, you know, that kind of reaffirmed everything for, for my decision to go there. Now, Bryce, you, uh, you said it was a no-brainer to go there. I mean, it's really unique to hear uh, a 17-, 18-year-old, you know, I'm not sure how heavily you were recruited or um, – but, you know, for the most part, it's hard to hear a 17-, 18-year-old say it was um, clear-cut to go to a military academy – um, when there's other offers out there, um, obviously you said you had a buddy who, um, influenced you a lot, but I'm sure you had other friends that were at other colleges doing other things, um, and still successful. So what exactly, um, even through that change in, in, in coaching, what exactly drew you to West Point? Was it the, the visit itself? Was it the facilities? Was it the, the, the triple option? Uh, what kind of offense did you guys play in high school? That kind of stuff. Um, that made it a no-brainer for you to to head to West Point. 
honestly, for me, the, the thing that, that made the decision was the opportunities afterwards. Um, when I was weighing out everything, I mean, I played at a, a pretty big high school uh, football program, Hamilton High School in Arizona. I mean, when I was, we won state championship my my junior year, um, went my freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year. They'd won like seven state championships in the last nine years by the time I was a junior. And so the program, had, I had a lot of guys around me who were four and five-star recruits. Um, my left tackle, he was committed to USC as a sophomore, then committed to Stanford, and then ended up at, at ASU. And now he plays for plays for the Eagles, Casey Tucker. Um, we had we had a lot of big name players um, coming out of our high school that were going to these type of programs. And I think the biggest thing for me was like realistically looking at um, opportunities after college. And um, for me, it was like college was kind of the stepping stone. I, I didn't know. Obviously, no one knows if they're going to go go pro or if they have that level of capability or not. Um, but for me, I kind of saw that 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 military um, aspect after college was something that I could really see myself doing and something that I really wanted to do. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say that's pretty much why it was so clear cut for me was was just all the opportunities afterwards, seeing successful people um, serving their country. Um, you know, obviously some of the, not propaganda, but, uh, my dad, my dad and I grew up watching the military channel and, you know, the history channel and all that and so on and so forth. So I was, you know, there's a lot of fanfare around it. And I always thought like being in the military would be the coolest thing. And at the time I didn't even know what an officer was, what an enlisted was. I didn't know there was any difference between the two. I just, you know, saw guys going to war and I was like, oh, that's cool. Let me do that. Did you um, receive any interest from the other academies uh, during your recruiting? And when there was a coaching change, do those calls come more often uh, when the coaching change was made at Army? Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty direct with uh, with Air Force and then uh, with the Navy as well um, that I was you know, I was staying committed to, to West Point that I had no interest in their academies. And that was, that was before, uh, coach, excuse me, coach Ellerson got, a and his staff got fired. Um, so after that, there was another uptick, um, from Navy and from air force. Um, and I pretty much just maintained the same, same attitude. Um, I will say for a little bit, I was considering other options, um, to West Point once that once that coaching change did happen because I just there was no way of me knowing like who was coming in uh where I stood with the new coaches you know and then also you have to you have to put into fact um you know do they even still want to do they want to keep you on this new coaching staff and do they have in mind um you being do they have you being a player for them in mind in their scheme so yeah. yeah, no, it's uh, definitely very uh, interesting that, that chain of events where you tell Navy and Air Force, hey, thanks, but no thanks. I appreciate it. Coaches get fired. <laughs> so you're like, all right, well, now I got to kind of re reevaluate this stuff. 
uh, be evaluated going to Navy and Air Force. Right. No, the 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 Navy uh, Navy offensive coordinator at the time came for an in-school visit, and uh, after that had happened, and I told him again that I wasn't changing my decision, and I could see him get uh, get visibly irritated, and then proceed to tell me about how we lost so many games to them and how we were never going to beat them in the future and, and so on and so forth. And I mean, obviously, you know, two CIC tro uh, trophies for, for our teams speak otherwise, but. Did that, was there more satisfaction down the road when the, when, I mean, yeah, we want to talk about, you know, from the start to finish of army, your army football career, was that more satisfaction there when you guys were having success and you were able to snap the streak against them or no? Oh, definitely. 100%. I mean, I think that's regardless of if you had had offers from the other academies or didn't, um, you know, if you wanted to go to the Naval Academy, but you didn't have an offer. So you came to army or what, whatever it may be. Um, you know, for me, that was, uh, I think it's every guy on the team has a lot of pride in that. I mean, just, just the fact that you're getting the, getting the win over your, the sister service academies, but on top of it, that, you know, you were a part of that turnaround, um, you know, that everyone took a lot of pride in that, you know, especially the, those guys that were there in the dark years, you know, talking, uh, what was it? 20, 2014, 2015, 2016, or going into t Bryce, Bryce, Bryce. Those aren't even close to the dark years, brother. Right? You're you're way off. Hey, my my freshman year, we won. We're talking 2000 through about 2000. You know, eight. You know, maybe early nine. You know, late 90s. You know, after the 96 team. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like those were the dark years. Under the, you know, I don't know if you caught the the podcast with uh, Joel Davis, but. Uh, he refused to talk about what the coach's name was after after the the late nineties uh, success. So the early two thousands head coach. But yeah, no, I hundred percent uh, understand what you're getting at, man. I mean, that was our thing uh, when I was at prep school and Coach Ross left. Right when I was at prep school, Coach Bobby Ross, very famous coach, uh, he left, and I opened up my recruiting without telling anybody. And one of my mentors. Uh, one of the most intense people in the world sat me down and and asked me what it was, you know, what am I what am I prepared to do um, in order to to bring winning back to Army football? And then we made it we made a pact that prep school class made a pact that, you know, very soon after. Uh, and, yeah, man, like I can't imagine what it felt like to beat Air Force and Navy and uh, win a CIC um, because I, I never did it. Not one time. Didn't beat Air Force or Navy one time. 0 and 8 in my career. 0 and 9 if you count uh, Navy prep. <laughs> so um, it it was definitely uh, you know the fact that we finished off with a bowl win was at least allow me to you know allows me to sleep at night. But yeah. you talk about you talk about the satisfaction you know about beating your sister academies um, having those coaches at the time when you're, you know, 17, 18 years old talking about, well, you know, do you understand how many times we beat you guys and, and this, that, and the other. So um, I can't imagine just looking across and, you know, I'm sure that offensive coordinator came over and shook your hand after the game and was just like, 
Son of a gun. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Bryce, maybe you could talk about like just how when you get up to West Point, and I guess the transition with Coach Munkin, and um, maybe what freshman year was like. I know you were able to get on the field your freshman year, and then kind of you you were a little set back by an injury, but then you were able to you know return to the field and maybe just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, freshman year, uh, freshman year was rough. Um, it was a uh, an eye opening experience. Um, I'd say for, for every single person on that team, um, for the older guys that were there. Um, so obviously the sophomores, juniors, seniors that were there in spring ball when coach Munkin had just gotten there, you know, obviously they went through Matt drills, um, and through an off season with him. And, uh, it was pretty grueling for those guys. And, uh, I remember for us, we were in beast barracks at the time and we were like, you know, the things we'd heard from upperclassmen about, you know, when you leave Beast Barracks early, because the football team we'd leave, I want to say it was two weeks early and we would start football camp. Um, well, everything we'd been hearing was like, yeah, you're going to get to camp. Um, you know, you'll have a lot of time to like sleep and chill out, kick your feet up. You know, you'll watch you watch like a couple movies at night um, and then obviously you'll have practice. Um and you'll do some weightlifting and you'll do some film, but like, it's really low threat and everything like that. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Like, yeah, that'll be a good, a uh, good reset after, you know, going through beast and everything. Well, then we get there and uh, that's, that's not the case whatsoever. Um, I mean, the first night ends with us being uh, woken up by th- at probably 3 a.m by coach Munkin busting in the door, uh, pulling all the upperclassmen onto the field, uh, or all the seniors. Um, and, um, for lack of better words, uh, smoking them for, for a little while. And then, um, bringing those guys back in around five or six and then bringing the rest of the team out, um, and going through it all over again. So that kind of set the tone for what that freshman year was going to be like. And, um, I'll say like, there has not been a year of my life of harder, more intense practices. Um, I don't think what we did that year, any other college football team in the country has done since, since like 70s, 60s, you know, the real hard-nosed football days. I mean, full pads every single day, um, two-hour practices, two-and-a-half-hour practices, just full contact, full tilt, full time. Um, And then to top it off with conditioning after practice, like like wind sprints and, you know, bear crawls and everything to just make you tougher. Um, And at the time, it didn't make any sense, you know, especially towards the end of the season when we started dragging. We were like, hey, you know, everyone's beat up. Everyone's exhausted. You know, no one's running nearly as fast, but I think in the grand scheme of things, like Coach Munkin knew and the staff knew what they were doing. They knew it wasn't, they knew that year was not going to be the turnaround year, but they knew that it was shaping it for the future. Um, and I think what they built was, especially with us, like us freshmen at the time was a super tight group and a super tough group. Um, and you could definitely see that in, you know, the last, the last three years, um, obviously my sophomore year, I, I took a hiatus, um, 
because that that end of that freshman year, um, I tore both my labrums. Um, so yeah, I I got to. Uh, it was a it was a weird freshman year, that's for sure. Um, right before I I was going to start my first game, the week before that, I tore my labrum, my right labrum, um, and so. At the time, they we braced it up. Uh, we did some rehab. And then I think it was that very next game. It was uh, it was Fordham, and that was going to be my first start. And uh, we were down towards the goal line, and I fit up on a linebacker or on a – it was on a line uh, D lineman or something. And um, Larry Dixon came in, and, you know, he was clearing his own path because I wasn't out of his way. Um hit me from behind and I just kind of drove the guy over with, uh, Larry's help momentum. And, uh, the other one went right out of place and boom, tore my left one. Well, lucky, luckily for me, we didn't score a touchdown on that play, but we were on the goal line. So I had to go one more, probably didn't help the shoulder much. Um, and then I came off on the sideline and I, I took my helmet off and sat down and threw up all over the field. Um, and then one of our, one of our trainers came back, threw the shoulder back in, and, you know, we were good to go. And then, uh, you know, I recovered for a couple weeks before that Army-Navy game um, and then played that Army-Navy game. And, uh, yeah, that was that was freshman year. So, obviously, that was a heartache, um, losing that, that Army-Navy game, especially for those seniors. Um, you know, it, it meant a lot to us, but even more to them. And um, – then obviously I kind of me being hard headed and everything the, the coaches were urging me to go on med leave, like, Hey, take, you know, take ne next semester off, go get healed up. And, uh, you know, I was an 18 year old head, hard headed kid, didn't want to take time off. And so I stuck around till the point where it was uh, diminishing returns. You know, we got to spring ball and I was trying to play through it, play through it. Well, it got to the point where, shoulders were coming out when I was, you know, raising my hand in a meeting. So, um, coach Davis, he stayed on me and was like, Hey, you need to go on med leave. You need to go on med leave. And, uh, finally I just accepted it, went home for a semester and then, uh, yeah, came back that, that next, next winter time, just ready to get after it. Yeah. I did, uh, did something very similar, Bryce. I tore my ACL in the air force game. 2009 took uh, that spring semester off. Um, had to make it up, um, so I didn't get to graduate with my class. But um, it was it was the smartest thing I could have done for my football career. That's for sure. Just you know, the three things, right? There's three things that help you recover, right? That's sleep, that's nutrition, and then it's uh, you know stress, right? The limiting stress. Not very good things West Point allows you to do while you're there. At the academy, so uh, um, I always say I did the forty-six uh, month experience, right? I did one last month because I was on leave until uh, till uh, what we started Piad that year, so I I was an extra month off. So um, I know it was probably hard to be away from the team. I came up um, during spring ball, uh, stayed with one of our assistant coaches during that time, uh, stayed connected. Um, with my defensive coordinator and stuff, but, um, you know, for, for the most part, it was really rough, um, you know, being away for the Academy. I don't know how, how you felt, 
Uh, once, because I mean, like you said, the uh, that year Coach Munkin built that freshman class. So, how did you stay connected with the team while you were gone, and how did you feel while you were gone, and what was kind of like your? How did you get into a routine while uh, while back home? Were you in Arizona, or would you go back to? Yeah, I was. I was back home in Arizona, and um, and honestly, that was me going on med leave was probably the best um, the best decision that has continued to be uh, continued to pay out for me even to this day. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I mean, I went back to to Arizona, and uh, before I left for West Point, um, that's when I start started dating my my now wife uh, Emily. And so I went back home, uh, stayed at, stayed at mom and pop's house. Um, and basically all I had to do was recover, lift, eat, and, uh, and hang out with my, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. Um, so with me being gone that, that, you know, first semester and a little bit of time, um, that was really nice to get home and, and be around Emily and be able to spend that time together and, and, uh, build our relationship further. And then, also just uh having my sole focus being you know rehabbing those injuries um like you already said you know sleeping eating right limiting that stress um i was going to a, a ton of therapy sessions um i was lifting as much as i possibly could um trying to push the limits on, on my shoulders but trying to be smart with how i was doing it um i think that was that was the biggest thing for me. And, and I got really lucky. I mean, you know, I had close to, I want to say 18 anchors or 16 anchors between my two shoulders and my, in my labrums. And, um, still to this day, I have absolutely no issues with them. I didn't have another issue with it. The rest of my football uh, career at West point, um, you know, I got full range motion, everything like that. So it was, uh, it was, it was really good for me. Um, and then, honestly just staying connected with the guys luckily we have a really close friend group um so that wasn't really a big problem uh i got to go up and see the boys play uh when they flew out to air force um so i i flew out there um saw the guys um and then i flew up for the uh the army navy game that year as well um and got to see that game and, and be with the guys once again so i tried to stay around uh for what i could but obviously you know, Arizona's a long flight to try to get up there as much as possible. So a lot of it was just keeping up over text and, you know, guys like John Voigt and Josh Boylan and, and Mike Houghton and Joe Tustin and, um, you know, all those guys, you know, reaching out and, and saying what's up and, you know, keeping, uh, keeping me in the loop with how everything was going. That year that you, um, had went went home. I mean, that was a year where Army was close to winning a lot of games, right? I think it were two and ten, but the games were really close. A lot of games by a touchdown or less. And I don't know, could were you watching these games unfold on on TV? Were you do, were you doing that? And maybe when you get back, does that kind of fuel you even more to say, hey? Because I remember being at that that Army football banquet, and Coach Munkin said, "We're gonna flip the switch. We're gonna flip this two and ten record next year." And they and you guys were darn close in in twenty sixteen with with a lot of big victories. So, yeah, I mean, I watched every single game and uh, just got more and more frustrated each week. Um, and I think that was the feeling the entire team. I mean, if anyone came out and watched the 
2016 team play um, and not, not just play, even just the way we practiced and uh, the way we held each other accountable and the, the focus that we had in film um, just every step of the game, like we, we played pissed off and uh, that was before the, the first game of the season, you know, we knew we were going to be successful, like leading up all off season, we knew we were a different team um, just from the attitude. Like that was, that was the year that like the attitude and the culture and that hard nose never quit, you know, fourth quarter warrior. Um, that's when that whole football team was really, I think, uh, established and solidified that that's who we were. Well, I think it's uh, right. It's uh, finally the upperclassmen have been dealing with coach Munkin for two years now. Right. So, you know, you have the informal leaders, you have the formal leaders, you have the, the playmakers, right. You have all this, all these dynamics. Well, now you kind of, you guys, those juniors, right. Your junior year, sophomore year for you, but like uh, eligibility wise, but like now we have those juniors that look, man, this is the way, right. Yeah. Been there. We've done this for two years. We're sick and tired of losing by three, seven, ten points. Um, and now it's going to be done our way. So now I think um, almost right is, you know, and I, I wasn't around the team, I'm just speculating here, Bryce, but it's almost like you guys can take some of that stuff away from Coach Munkin now, right? Like the accountability piece is now owned with your class as far as, Look, we've done this for two years now, guys. All right? The coaches know what the heck they're talking about. We've got to do it this way. We've got to have this precision. Um, and, and we don't want to hear anything else. And and you guys can start as upperclassmen now, hold everybody accountable for film, Saturday, Sunday workouts, uh, in the offseason, all that kind of stuff. Is, is that like – is that what kind of took place now that you guys changed the turn from underclassmen to upperclassmen or, or a combination of, of it or, or what? Yeah, I'd say it's, it's definitely a combination. Um, I think a lot of those guys, now that we, we were upperclassmen, felt more comfortable stepping into that position and being like, hey, this this is the way and establishing that for the young guys. Um, but also, I think it just – it just matured, you know, everyone, uh, that culture matured over those years. Um, and it kind of just clicked for everyone. That's like, Hey, this is how we win football games. We don't necessarily win by being the most athletic, by being, um, the fastest guys, by being the strongest or the biggest, we win by tough nose football executed violently. And like, you know, that's kind of what we ran with. And, that's why when you watch it. Sorry, my, uh, my mic got muted. Um, but yeah, that. If you watch that, that 2016 team play, um, you know, you really see a different breed of Army football and you see a different speed that we're playing with and a a different violence, um, a different precision. Um, 
and I think it's it's literally just because everyone understood what the culture is. Everyone bought into that culture, and then um, everyone just trusted each other and the the coaches. So yeah, yeah. So let's just uh, let's just keep going with that, Bryson. That year, let's. Uh, what were um, you know? Can you hear me? You good? You got me still, Bryce? Bryce, can you still see or hear me? Might have lost him. I think he, I think he's there. Um, Steve, I just remember that first um, the first game of 2016 being at Temple and uh, playing at Lincoln Financial. Sorry, Field. guys, I lost the uh, I lost volume. I can't seem to hear you anymore. Just drop. Drop off and drop back on. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead, Sal, about Temple. There he goes. Yeah, um, I just remember that being at that game, Steve. And um, that was a huge game in the maturation process of the team and the start of the, the winning for them. Um, you know, Temple was, gonna, Temple was a solid team coming back. And like Bryce said, I mean, Army from the get-go was just a more physical team. And – uh, just being at Lincoln Financial Field and waiting for the press conference after that game and hearing the joy in the locker room and the on-brave old Army team just echo through this, this, the underground the stadium was, you know, th- there's, there could be something special starting here. I don't know if that's what, what you uh, thought about that Temple game, Bryce. Sorry, I, I just, just picked up being able to hear you all again. Um, yeah, just that Temple game, the first game of 2016, and how that kind of got you guys going on the right foot. And it seemed like, you know, that was that was a big win and a big start to the winning the winning ways for you guys. Yeah, I mean, everyone told us we were going to lose that game, uh, <laughs> so like we had, we had nothing to lose. Like everyone already expected us to to go out there and and lose. So uh, we just went out there and, and put everything on the line. And I mean, you saw. You saw, like, anyone who watches that game could see how hard we were playing and uh, how, honestly, we were just playing with reckless abandonment, you know. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a fun football game, and I think that was, uh, that was one of those games that, like, we got that under our belt and everyone kind of – everyone's confidence kind of boosted a little bit. It was like, okay, you know, maybe we are real. You know, maybe we are different. Um, and then we kind of just let it ride from there on out. Yeah, I uh, that was uh, my first Army football season at Benning um, when I was there after uh, Triple C. And uh, 2016 has got a hilarious year of the ring story that I've told Sal before. But um, I remember watching that game. And uh, I remember looking to, you know, I, I always try to have you know, Bryce, you know, at Campbell, I always try to have, you know, whoever the Army football players are at the post I'm at, I try to, you know, have people over for games or, or whatever. Um, and uh, I just remember watching that Temple game and I was like, man, this was like a – this felt like a statement game, right? Yeah. Like it felt like a statement game, not just from, you know, getting the W because obviously that's all that matters at the end of the day, but every single – play from the start there was somebody or or everybody that was trying to make a statement about the play um and i just remember it because you know me and sal 
me and Sal have been doing this for a long time. We've, we've evolved over the years um, to now we do, you know, live cast. But I remember talking to Sal after the game, like, man, that was Army football. You know, if if anybody ever had a definition of what Army football was, that was kind of like the start um, of what it was about. You know, just like you said, right? Hard-nosed football, relentless effort, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it was at Lincoln Financial, so it was a it was a more of a Temple game than than a neutral site or or an Army football game. So that was also another like um, kind of thing. I know you guys, uh, Bryce. I don't even know what. How many times you lose at Mikey Stadium when you were there? Other, you know, once you started your uh, your, well, I guess we'll call it your junior year, but your sophomore eligible year. A couple. Uh, I honestly. Can even tell you. I mean, less than a handful. I know that. Yeah, less than a handful, right? Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, my year, we didn't win at Mikey all year. We always said if we got on a bus, we were going to win a fucking game. We should have. We should have. Uh, or I mean, a plane. If we got on a plane, we were going to win. We said we should have flown to Philly that year. That way, we would have beat Navy. But, um, but yeah, that's that's something that you 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 have, right? You guys started that at Lincoln Financial that year against Temple, who was supposed to, I think. Um, I didn't look it up, but they're obviously favorites. And then you guys started the streak at Mikey. Um, so just an incredible start to the season. Um, and then what what other games at, at Mikey Stadium do you remember um, throughout your career? Oh, man. Oh, there's, there's too many to count. Um, well... Miami, Ohio, that was one. Um, weird team, but uh, but crazy game. I I can't remember. I can't remember what the game was that uh, I don't remember if it was Miami of Ohio um, when Kelvin Hopkins came in. Um, we had like less than a minute left, and we were backed up to our own ten yard line. We went yeah, down Temple. The- it was Temple, I think. Was it Temple? I think it might have been the Temple game. I could be wrong. Let me just uh, check. Okay. Yeah, Temple. Yeah, uh, when he came in off the bench and uh, led you guys t- to um, Jermaine Adams' touchdown pass. Yeah, so that game, I mean, that was that was absolutely insane. Um, how many How many know, yards? How much time? Come on, Bryce. What's up? How many yards? <laughs> how much time? What? What? I want to – come on, how much do you remember? It had to be like – I'm going to say at least 90 yards. I'm going to say there's probably like 56 seconds left on the clock. All right, Sal, what, do, you, do you know it off the top of your head? I don't know it off the top of my head. We'll go with Bryce. I'll, I'll, I'll look right. it up and we'll, we'll fact check that. But I think 90 we, yards. Not, okay, so we got 90 yards and 56 seconds. Calvin Hopkins hey, comes in. Football team, that's like that, – that ain't happening. Hey, that's bread and butter, baby. Bryce, no. <laughs> that's bread and butter. All right, so talk about – talk about that drive, man, because that – that sounds a lot like, you know, we, we had Rodney McCady on here and he, he talks about the drive, right? That's like our, the Army football drive back in the 90s. So talk about that 90-plus drive with, with a minute left in the game and a backup quarterback and, and everything like that. Well, I want to say we uh, I want to say we got sacked like the first three plays of the drive or didn't go anywhere. It was like incompletion, incompletion, and then like a sack or some, something like that. Um and then 
first thing we had was I want to say we had like a little out route for a uh, for a first down. Um, honestly, I'm probably butchering this completely because you know too many head injuries unreported over the years. Um, but uh, <laughs> I should have worn my mouthpiece more. I'll, I'll say that. Any it just means guys. you were doing. It just means you were doing your job as a center. Okay, your job not to see all that extra stuff, man. All right. But no, I, I don't remember all the intricate details. All I remember is, you know, we were. Everyone thought we were down and out. I mean, it was, it was third and long, or it, it even got down to fourth down, and um, and everyone was like, you know, people the the fans you know you can hear it like you know when the the crowd gets real quiet and it's just like almost like that breath comes out of everyone that's like yeah, yeah we don't got this um but that wasn't really the atmosphere of like the football team and especially the guys on the field like yeah we were you know we knew we were fighting you know great odds but i mean no one was out for the fight um and i that's the reason why we were able to win that football game no one quit um but beating Air Force at home, um, that was that was pretty incredible. Um, what was that? My 2017 year. Um, so that was that was my actual junior year, um, beating those guys in Mikey Stadium. Um, obviously, there was there was a little scuffle that broke out afterwards. Um, I had a personal foul in that game for a, for a late hit. Um, just nope. trying to get out, dudes. Yeah, um, nobody, likes, nobody likes Air Force, right? Nobody. Yeah, that, uh, that was that that game had a lot of emotion. Um, that was that was definitely one of the most fun games. And then um, Miami of Ohio and Eastern Michigan. I remember those two as being great games at Mikey Stadium. Uh, both of those came down to the wire. I know the. I want to say it was the Miami of Ohio one ended with, I think it was James Nautical making a, it's either James Nautical or, or, a, or a Gibby, James Gibson. Um, I don't remember who it was that made that tackle um, right oh, near yeah, the, the two point On the two-point conversion try? Yeah, on the two-point conversion try. Yeah, that was um, Eastern Michigan maybe, and the Miami of Ohio game was when Elijah Riley made the tackle. Um to save the game, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so both of those games, absolutely insane. I mean, we had – that's the thing. We we did have a lot of a lot of real tight games. Um, I mean, sophomore year, the the bowl game against North Texas, yeah. um, 2016. You know, we ran – we ran Oregon, which is like one of our sweet plays for uh, – I want to say that was our two-point conversion or that was a – that was for a touchdown or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, I remember us running Oregon on the goal line and scoring or getting the two point conversion. And it's like, we had so many of those moments that were, you know, people thought we were down and out or, you know, people questioned us like, you know, just look at how much we went for it on, on fourth and one, fourth and two, um, you know, even backed up that just shows like the confidence that our coaches had in us. Um, and like, our willingness to, to get it done. We knew we could move the ball, you know, one to two yards. Um, that was one of my biggest, one of the things that I took the most pride in was that um, we were never stuffed in those, those last three years that I was playing center. Um, we never did not convert 
a fourth and less than two when we ran quarterback sneak. Wow. Yeah, uh, and-, and, and we just, that's the, like the kind of fire we played with. And like, regardless where we're at, regardless of the situation, like guys are just ready to go. Um, you didn't miss a game, right? You st- your your last three years, you put you started every game, right? Yep, yep. That, yeah, I, I, I started those last two my freshman year, and then I took that break, and then um, and then it was smooth rolling from there on out. Playing that offense, Bryce, right when you could be on the field for what 70, 80 plays a game. Uh, I I don't remember you coming out too often, even when the games might have been on Army. So, uh, you know, you were playing uh, almost 100% of the plays. It's great. I mean, how much do you, is that just stamina built up or how, how do you, is that just a mindset a lot too or no? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'd say so. I mean, uh, Coach Davis used to get us to the point of blacking out during sled drills. Um, so I'd say that that played a lot into it. And then, you know, just the way we practiced um, – the way we we trained in off season, um, and then obviously towards the end of the year, you get super used to it because you know every game's like that. You know every game you're expecting to be on the field when when you know you're only going two to three yards of play, um, and you're going to be out there for a while, especially in the first two quarters because in the third and fourth quarter things would start breaking wide open because you know defenses would get gassed because especially a lot of the teams we played, like you saw it with, uh, with like Oklahoma, for instance, those, those defense linemen, those, those linebackers, the DBs, they weren't used to being on the field for that long. Whereas we were, so we were able to, to use that to our advantage. You know, we, we weren't gassed at all. You know, we would see guys with, you know, hands on their hips, you know, kneeling over and, you know, you know, tapping themselves out of the, off the field and, you know, we took pride in that because, you know, we were ready to go. The hey, only time- hey, there ain't no shame in the self-tap. All right, man. There ain't no shame in that. All right. <laughs> the only time where I will say it hit me pretty hard where I was like, all right, when are we going to be off this field was uh, was uh, Air Force. My – God, what was it? My junior year when we played – yeah, we played them at the Air Force uh, – at the yeah. Air Force Academy and uh, – you know, I was sucking pretty bad there because, uh, you know, we I'll held the, yeah. we held the ball for like forty six minutes that game, something absurd. Um, and every drive was like sixteen plays, no less. So yeah, that that was the only game, and then obviously the lack of oxygen. But that's the only one that like sticks out in my mind where I'm like I'm dog tired right now. Awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I used to, um, you know, they always have those signs at Air Force, and uh, everything trying to psych you out. And uh, but it, it's for real. I mean, I live out here now, man. I'm out here in Colorado Springs, and uh, it it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks uh, doing anything long distance here. So um, it, it's it's you get used to it after a little bit, but not after showing up three days or whatever. So, um, but Bryce, so. Um, talk, talk about, um, obviously the, 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 you know, when you guys finally get over the hump, you win the CIC and that feeling, and then just how much more you wanted it the, the next year. 
Shoot. Yeah, I mean, I guess to really, really starting it out would have to go back to that first Army Navy win. Um, Cause that was kind of just like that, you know, that 2016 season, that Temple game was kind of like the stepping off point for us. Um, so was that, that Army Navy game. Um, and that kind of just built us, that fire just built more the next year. It was like, you know, we had grown men running up to us and, you know, hugging us and, and, you know, kissing us on the forehead and saying how excited they were and, you know, all drinks are on me tonight or whatever it may be. Um, but like for us, it was like, okay, yeah, it's great. We beat Navy. Like, cool. We haven't done that in, you know, 20 years or whatever it's been, but like the job's not finished. You know, we still don't have the CIC trophy. And so that kind of fed us into next year is like, like, hey, yeah, we can pat ourselves on the back. We can say, hey, great eight and five season, you know, good bowl bowl game win, you know, like all that stuff. Like, yeah, good job, guys. But like eight and five is not where we want to be. Like that's a mediocre football team. I don't I don't care what anyone says. Like eight and five is that you're not a good football team. You're mediocre at best. And, you know, we beat Navy and yeah, that hadn't been done. And yeah, we can take some pride in that. But like we got, we got bigger things we want to do. And so that led us into that next season where, I mean, guys were just even more pissed off, even more ready to go. Um, so, yeah. And then obviously once we secured um, the CIC and we won that, you know, we wanted, we, we knew we had to do everything in our power to maintain that um, and keep that trophy at home. So it, it was no like holding up that trophy junior year. wasn't like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, we've arrived now it's like, okay, well, you know, where do we go from here and how do we maintain excellence? You know, how do we pass this on to the young guys? How do we, and that, that was one of the big things, like, you know, specifically my senior year when I was a, when I was a captain, one of my biggest things was, you know, these young guys, you know, the freshmen and sophomores on this team, all they know is winning. Um, they came into a program and they've won, you know, a lot of football games already. Like these guys might are going to be the most winningest classes or whatever it may be. Um, but I was, my biggest thing was like, okay, well, how do we, how do we make sure our, our culture is so rock solid that that's not going anywhere that even though all these guys know is winning and they don't know all the hardships that we went through to get here. How do we maintain that culture of excellence um, that's been preached? And, um, and and really, it's just it's showing up day to day, ready to work with that same attitude like you have, you know, everything to lose. Um, because that's kind of like how we, what we felt like we were at. You know, everyone was still looking at us like, you know, oh, are they going to be are they going to be the old army team? Or are they the new army team? Are they here to stay or are they was that just a fluke? Um, you know, people were talking about, oh, well, they had close games last year. You know, they they probably won't all go in their favor this year. You know, those kind of things. And, and we were just like, okay, like, whatever the noise is, whatever you guys want to say about us, you can make us underdogs for every game. That doesn't matter. Um, we're still the same team. We still have the same culture. We still have the same dudes with the same attitudes ready to get after it. And so that was, like, one of the biggest things that we had to maintain to, to – to keep our success. 
That was 11 wins, right? I mean, nationally ranked. And, man, when your final uh, game of your career is that bowl game against Houston and you throw a 70 spot up and you're an offensive player, that's that's a nice way to go out, right? Yeah. Um, I will say I was uh, – it's a little selfish, but I was – I was pretty worried in that game. So I had, I had two, two thoughts going on during that last bowl game. And, you know, one was, well, I'm already past my commissioning time. So I was, you know, I couldn't be a December grad because, you know, I still weighed close to, you know, 300 pounds. Um, So I still had like the basic army stuff that I had to finish. So the APFT, you know, the IOCT, you know, all the, the commissioning stuff um, that a big boy like myself couldn't pass at the time. Um, and then also like, you know, football is a violent game and I, I planned on playing it that way all the way till the very end. Well, I was enjoying my time so much that last game that obviously I didn't want to come out. Um, but I had that looming thought in my, in my mind as well. Um, so we'd went up, I don't even remember what it was at halftime, like, you know, 40 points or, or whatever it was. And we go back out there again and, you know, first line is still going out and we're like, all right, all right, let's get some more. And then, you know, we roll into late into the third quarter and I, I think it was finally at the fourth quarter and, you know, I'll, I'll never forget this coach Davis um, came over the headset and he was like, what do you think, Bryce? Do you think that was, that was a good last drive? And I was like, yeah, coach, I, I think that was, I think that was about as good as I could have got. And, uh, that was, you know, that was my last drive playing football. Um, but yeah, couldn't have, couldn't have went out in any better way. And then after that, you know, sat there and, and watched the guys and just kind of really, really soaked it all up. Um, yeah, it was a, that was a, a really great, great way to go out. So Bryce, you talk about how, you know, you're past commission date, but you can't quite do it. So, um, just kind of quick, just kind of talking about how that process was going from 300 to you look about, let me see, let me zoom in a little bit. You look about 215, 220 now, uh, you know, um, so I know you're an infantry guy. Um, I, I'm sure Ranger school helps you out, lose a little weight too. So, um, talk about where you're at now, what you're doing, um, and how much you've enjoyed, uh, your choice, uh, becoming an infantry officer. Contrary to popular belief, Ranger School did not help me lose weight. <laughs> um, I went in at, at 235 and uh, I came out at 235 because that last, you know, two weeks or whatever you get out of the field, I uh, I crushed, I think, every honey bun and every MRE that a dude wasn't eating because he was saving up for other food. I, I mean, I literally ate everything under the sun. Um you know, I, I, I ate like a big man. And so, uh, you know, I came out, I came out pretty chubby. I went in muscular and I came out, you know, skinny fat, but, uh, you know, I, I maintained that size. That's for sure. Um, no, I mean, I mean, right after, right after that last game, I think it was like December 28th. Um, I went home and I, I just started running and, um, and lifting like usual, but just, running a lot more, cutting down all the calories. And, um, you know, the weight came off pretty fast. I, I went back about a month later and I think I'd lost like 30 pounds or 25 pounds. Um, when did all the, the prerequisite 
uh, graduation requirements. And then, um, you know, it was basically a month later, January 30th, I commissioned um, and then went through right after that, uh, my wife and I, we, you know, packed up the truck and we drove 24 hours um, down to Texas to her family. And then, uh, you know, shortly right after that, we got married. And then three days after that, we or two days after that, we drove up to Fort Benning, Georgia, and I started Ibolic. Um, went through the in- infantry basic officer leader course. Um, had a great time there. I knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, so it was, it was exactly what I expected it to be. You know, a lot of time in the field, um, doing great at patrols, things like that to get us ready for, for ranger school itself. Um, and then went through ranger school. Um, I was lucky enough to be, um, a straight through guy. Um, picked up the, um, I was awarded the, um, you know, officer honor grad from Ranger School. And so that allowed me to go to um, a follow-on school um, after Ranger. So I went to uh, Airborne School and then shortly after that went to Pathfinder. Um, and then while I was in Pathfinder, that was when the, the COVID stop movement order came out. So my wife and I, we got stuck at Fort Benning for another, I want to say three or four months. Um, and during that time, I was originally assigned to Fort Lewis, um, Washington. Um, and so I just, I knew I wanted to go to Campbell. That had been something that been a place I really wanted to go. I wanted to be a light infantryman. Um, you know, I wanted to fly around on helicopters. Um, you know, I thought it would be a really good place to, to start my infantry career, um, get a good experience. And so, you know, I hit up you know, guys like Steve, um, you know, old players, um, old teammates, um, basically rattling any cage I could. And, uh, you know, sure enough, Army football came in for me again. Um, I made a, a last call to, to Coach Munkin. Um, hey, do you know anyone? And luckily enough, I had a really good uh, relationship with Command Star Major Love. And, um, and he helped me to actually get my order switched to, to Fort Campbell um, through some of the relationships that he had built. So, um, you know, that that alumni and that connection um, was a huge help to getting me to where I wanted to be. And then uh, since coming to Fort Campbell, it's been pretty much nonstop. Um, I came here, I went on, you know, uh, temporary leave for a couple of days to get settled in the house. And then right after that, I went to... Uh, I took a platoon down in Cougar Company in uh, 2327 Infantry, no slack, in 1st Brigade. And um, went to the platoon live fire, you know, company sticks, JRTC, um, so on and so forth. And then I was a rifle PL for about 12 months. And then um, shortly after that, I had uh, I had my daughter. And then uh, I transitioned over to be the uh, HHC mortar platoon leader. And so I've been doing that now for about another 12 months. So it's, it's been a, uh, it's been go, 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 but uh, it's been a really good time. I've been super fortunate with my, with everything that's happened so far. I remember talking to you, Bryce, about like grad when you were graduating and then did you even think about playing pros, but you were a guy that pretty much had military, you know, you, you were really set on wanting to go to the military and make a difference, right? You weren't really, 
pro football wasn't really um, didn't seem like an option that you wanted to pursue. Yeah, um, I mean, Coach Davis and and Coach Munkin and them, they they talked to me about it uh, specifically. You know, going into my junior year, um, once I got nominated for the for the Remington Award and uh, then was nominated for again the second time and made it to the to the semi list um that's kind of when like you still you still hear me okay i don't know if i can hear you guys but <laughs> yeah we're good um that's when all that stuff kind of sort of became real um real to me um and i just for me i knew going to west point the the end all goal was to become an infantry officer. So um, I already had that commitment in mind. I already knew that's what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and so for me, it kind of, it, I was happy with, you know, college being the last stop for, for football for me. Um, I knew that this is something I wanted to do and, and I was ready to do it. And, you know, West Point as a, as much stuff as people go through there and, um, how restrictive it does feel like I was just ready to get out and actually do the job that they've been training me for, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's, um, so what, uh, so you got 12 months. That means you finally figured out how to be a motor PL and they're going to move. I uh, lost you guys on sound again. Sorry. Right, we'll, uh, yeah, drop off, but, um, yeah, we'll see if we can get them back real quick. Um, see if we can get them back one more time. You got us or what, Bryce? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was going to say we wrap it up, but maybe Steve, some final thoughts from you before we uh, wrap up the podcast. No, uh, just awesome hearing Bryce's story. Um, not – um, you know, like we always hear on here, Sal, most 18 year olds think they're going to go pro out of, out of, uh, whatever college they go to. And Bryce had his, Bryce had his destination. I know personally how well he's doing, um, as a PL over there. Um, I know, um, his old battalion commander, uh, one of the, one of the best at, that, at what it does. So, um, really awesome. I get a chance to connect with him. Uh, while I was there now that I'm out in Colorado Springs, but, um, definitely awesome watching his career, watching those teams, um, yeah. and just kind of hearing how, uh, you know, it wasn't always, um, you know, a great time for him, you know, having to leave the Academy, uh, tearing both shoulders is, is never fun. So, um, just awesome story to kind of see his perseverance and kind of, you know, kind of the guy that needed to be there at that time um, at a pivotal position to um, to kind of change the mentality in the course uh, of Army football. You got us back, Bryce? Yeah, I got you guys back. Yeah, so we were just closing up and just kind of hearing that story and hearing your mentality um, and just the way the evolution of Army football happened through – through your time as a freshman and, and, and by the time he graduates kind of sounds like almost a perfect storm of the type of man, uh, the type of caliber of player and the type of person you were to kind of have at the Academy at that position 
and and kind of anchor that that offense. Um, and I'm sure it it permeated to the defense at that time. So just awesome story in general. Um, and I just told him I'm I'm glad I got a chance to to get you know to get to know you, um, Emily, and your family a little better while you were at Campbell. Um, and I look forward to to crossing paths. The only thing I was going to ask was. You know, you're you're 12 months in. They're probably looking to to move you. What what's next? Um, what's next for you? Uh, and, and what are you thinking about doing? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm about to start my rip um, out of the mortar platoon here um, very shortly. Um, I'll probably have to go up and do do a little bit of staff staff time. Um, learn the way that that works. Um, something I'm not not too familiar with. So that'll be a, a new challenge for a little bit. Um, and then I have a SFAS date, uh, June 2nd. So I'm going to go over there. Um, you hate, and- you hate to hear that, man. God. Well, if you do, you know, make sure you pick the right, uh, you do well enough on the, the language that so you pick the right group, man. Oh man, Bryce, like me personally, I, I hate to hear that because most of the guys I know, they get out after their team time um, just because uh, the SFAS is such a small community. So would have loved to hear that you were going to regiment or something like that. But, um, hey, I, I know you're going to kill it, man. Do you, have a, do you have a date yet? Yeah, June 2nd. All right, so we might as well just, you know, uh, pending any catastrophic event, just chalk up you as a special forces uh, officer. And, uh, you know, I look forward to – Hearing from you, man, and uh, look forward to catching up uh, some more before you head out. Yeah, brother. Of course. It was great. Great great talking to you guys tonight. Absolutely, Bryce. Thanks for joining us. Great stories from you. Uh, great Just on the rise of Army football and you're part of it. We really appreciate you popping on. If you were watching this, please check out our Black Knight Nation YouTube channel, our website. Steve, we just got 2 million views on the Black Knight Nation website uh, recently. It's been going really well. And it's because we have guests like this with Bryce Holland on our on our podcast. So thanks again, Bryce. And we'll be back with a podcast, another podcast soon. Guys, have a good night. Awesome. Have a good one, y'all.